Good morning. Welcome to the show. We got a good one. Let me say this first. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Let me go over to Indiana where on the phone is Fire Chief Robert wanting to talk about uh, a tell me something good that he heard on the show. Hello, Fire Chief Robert. Welcome to the program. Hey, Bobby. How are you doing this morning? Doing pretty good. Thank you for calling. What would you like to say? Well, we were uh, sitting out in the debate back in the fire station and was listening to Amy tell me something good, and we just caught the tail end of it. I think we were talking about our fire department where we uh, went on a run where a little 10-year-old alerted to her family that there was a fire there. Uh, we got there. We were able to make a grab of two guinea pigs and save them. And uh, it was just it was pretty awesome to hear our names mentioned up there because of the bravery of this little 10-year-old. Um, that was just pretty awesome. I just wanted to say thanks for that. Wait, that, that was story. your fire department? Yeah. Y'all saved S'mores and Scarlet? Yes, yes. S'mores and Scarlet. <laughs> Ironic name for one of them, obviously. That's what I said. Hey, hey, that. Yay. Come on. That's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, the story, if you missed the story, mm-hmm. a little girl in Indiana saved her family when a fire broke out in their garage. Her name was Anna. She's 10. She was getting ready for school. There was a strange noise coming from the garage. And so the family were like, oh, crap. And, but they didn't grab their pets. Luckily, Huntertown Fire Department, and that's where you're from, right, Fire Chief Robert? That is correct. There we are. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah, is this the chief? Like at the end, I shared a quote. How Robert like, Boren. Yes. This is Fire Chief Robert Boren yes. from the story. We got somebody yes. famous on the phone. We wow. Said, I, wow. I loved your quote of just reminding people that if someone senses something's not right, like lean into that. I'm paraphrasing, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's amazing. Sometimes we want to blow things off and... Sometimes our children are more intuitive about what's going on around us than what we are. So we just need to listen up and pay attention, and everyone can get out safe. Did you know this story made the news? So I, I put it on Facebook, and then it kind of made local news, but I didn't know it made national news. And all of a sudden, I'm listening to Bobby Bones, and I'm like, holy cow, that's, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. This yeah. is awesome. Hey, I know. How about so this? Cool. Who who was on this call? How many, like, what guys were out there saving s'mores and Scarlet. Uh, actually, it's the crew that's working today, ironically. So uh, there's a big group of us, and there was about two other departments that joined us also. So uh, it was a big group effort. Well, how many people are in your crew that are working today that were there? Uh, today, there's actually five of us. Perfect. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I want, uh, the five that are there with you right now, you plus five, um, we're going to send you guys some Pimp and Joy stuff to your firehouse um, because we just appreciate what you do, that you listen to the show, that you went in and saved these animals, what you do every day. Like, let's not... Let that be lost too. Like you mm-hmm. guys are risking your lives. So we're gonna send. We're gonna put send you on hold. Yeah, we'll send some hats. Um, and just appreciate you. We'll put you on hold. Get your address and send some stuff to the fire station. How's that? Well, we yeah, thank you so much. This is awesome. We really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, sharing the story. Dang. Yeah, That's thank right. you. Like I feel like somebody famous called in. Like, I this know. Is, honestly, this is cooler than when Tim McGraw calls us. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because no. when we tell me something good, when we do a tell me something good, like obviously we really are shouting these people out. But the fact that the people we're shouting out actually hear it, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Now remember after the tell me something good though, we question whether it's worth going in to save a guinea pig. I remember pig. that. I remember that. Do you remember that? No. I- <laughs> well, let's ask him. So, How did y'all feel about he's that? He's here. Let's ask him. Did you, were you like a guinea pig? <laughs> And rabbits, well, too. You know, so at, at first we were like, man, we don't know if there's much hope. But, you know, we still have to try because if anything, the family can have closure if it wasn't successful. When we found them, when we found out that they were alive, uh, the tears of joy that were running down these little girls' face, the dad, like, hooting and hollering and just screaming at the top of his lungs out of excitement. Um, you know, it might just be guinea pigs to someone else, but for that family, it was everything. And 
that's why we do what we do. It's not uh, the small things or the minute things. It's because for someone, that's a major thing. So we have to do whatever we can for anyone at all times. Dang. Dang, I wish I wouldn't have questioned the game. <laughs> right, I know. And, and I wasn't so saying not say them. I just wonder if the guys were like, we got to go on for guinea bag, excuse of me, boss. Well, yeah, he just said they were like, mm, but also, I got to say, is that the first time y'all have ever administered oxygen to a little tiny animal like that? Uh, we've done it for cats and dogs, but we've never never done it for guinea pigs. Love and, it. Uh, it works. Well, let us say it's been a real treat, real honor to hang out. Do you still have the goatee? I'm looking at pictures of you right now. You have a cool fireman goatee. You still have that? Oh, yeah, of course. I can't lose that. I'm a firefighter. I agree. Like, when I see a firefighter, he better have some facial hair, or I'm worried. All right. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you for doing what you do every day. We're going to put you on hold real quick, Ray, and we'll get his information. Uh, There he is. Tell me something good comes alive. Hope you have a great morning. Thank you for calling. Thank you. You too. All right. How cool is that? I love it. What a way to start the day. You know what time it is? It is time to open up that mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. You guys have asked, so we will deliver. We are not experts. No, not yes. Thank you for yeah. prefacing it with that. Right, here we go. Although I feel pretty good about my advice. All right, here we go. <laughs> hey, Bobby, my husband and I are friends with this other couple. Actually, my husband and the other man are best friends. I'm friends with his wife. We hang out occasionally. The last time we had a ladies' night, the wife got a little too tipsy and admitted to me that she's been having an affair and not sure if their youngest child is her husband's. (laughs) This really messed with my conscience, so I told my husband. Mm. Since this is his best friend that's being cheated on, he wants to tell him. I think he should it and stay out of it. What should we do? Sincerely, no drama mama. I don't think you, you have, first of all, I don't think you've done anything wrong. You have the right to tell your husband whatever. That's that's that bond. That's that oh, sacred yeah. bond. Yeah. So she tells you, you have the right to tell your husband. So that is fine. That's okay. Your husband's best friend. There's a sacred bond there. He has a right to tell his best friend anything. Anything. If he tells and he feels like he should tell, you should let him tell. Honestly. Sure, it's drama, but this is needed drama. Sometimes drama is warranted. Sometimes dramatic situations need to be talked about and fixed and known. No parts of this chain are inappropriately linked. She got drunk. She told you. You can tell your husband. That's a legal exchange of information. He can tell his best friend if he feels like he wants to. That's a legal exchange of information. The best friend then can tell. Now, if you would have told the husband, that's not a legal exchange of information. (laughs) Right? Well, yeah, you're right. And by way of sacred bonds, yes. Yes, you can only transfer information through sacred bonds. It's like the, the, the Erie Canal. You can go down it. There's one way. She had the right to go to her husband. Her husband has the right to go to his best friend. If he wants to tell him, you got to let him tell him. What about how there are children involved in this? Hey, you got to fix it, learn it. That's a family issue they have to handle. Okay. If, I, if I, my best friend didn't tell me and he knew, I'm livid. Well, that's that's on you. No, no, no. It's, Listen okay. to what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. Let's say Eddie knew I was being cheated on and mm-hmm. did not tell me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not Eddie's friend anymore. That's messed up. That's yeah. gone. Well, you and Elfie, uh, you and Eddie, excuse me. What what I want to just from 30,000 feet recognize and acknowledge concisely is that we don't know all the details of these people's but personalities. We're on, but what we do know. I know. So, But I just want to tell her and her husband, since now they are the holders of this information, 
is they know that couple and the mental state, how healthy people are. You never know what other little details are involved. How will he handle this information? Is this best friend in a healthy enough place to receive that? Or will he go crazy and then now suddenly other people are in danger because of a situation? I just want to make sure we put that out there that you only the emailer knows all the details. So they need to assess that, not just evaluate the sacred bond. Well, and I know the details in the email and I'm saying <laughs> all the transfer of information has been legal. Mm-hmm. He can tell his best friend. Yeah. All things he disclosed, he can tell his best friend. Because if I'm the best friend, if Eddie didn't tell me for some reason he knew, I'd be sad. I'd be mad. I'd be hurt. He would never be my okay. friend again. And once this information is dropped, though, that is a heavy, heavy thing. And that family... That- and the mom shouldn't have cheated. That's the heaviest thing of all. Okay, I understand that. But because the kids are involved and because, again, it's he- it's a heavy thing that, yes, sure, does they can all talk about. But I just want to make sure that family's supported. You don't just, like, drop it on the friend and then be like, peace, bye. You need to, if y'all want to show up and be a part of this and tell them, then hopefully you can offer that those friends the support they're going to need during this very difficult time. Yeah, tell him. You gotta tell him. You gotta let him tell him. That's it. it. If you don't, and he knew, you ain't my friend anyway. Yeah. If your best friend knew and didn't tell you, that's not your best friend. Yeah, no, I, I hear exactly what you're saying on Thank that. You. Thank you. I just want... This expert <laughs> advice brought to you... <laughs> <laughs> I just want, you know, we're... Well, it's, we're a, it's a stinky situation. We it laugh. is. We laugh because we're, we're yeah, dummies. That's a, that's a bad situation, but I think your husband has the right to tell his best friend. And I hate it for those kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck, maybe the kids know. Yeah, they might. Kids it, are pretty kids intuitive. Are yeah. And yeah, but I mean, if that if that child does have a different dad, then it's like, oh man, that's a whole nother can of worms. Well, you don't also don't have to tell the kid, right? Yes. That part doesn't have to ever get to the kid. But eventually. At some point you do. I mean, well, at some point later. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is I'm talking about right now. Yeah. You right. handle this the infidelity oh, yeah. situation first. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally working on the infidelity sitch right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. The other I thing's way later down the road. I know. That is a very special mailbag. <laughs> Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Mike D goes through the mailbag and it is just packed with emails. And I was looking at his Instagram the other night and people are just like, you suck. You're stupid. What? Oh, just really? to me over and over again. Yeah. Play it again. We send your emails <laughs> and we play it on the air. Let's go over to Dylan in Louisiana. Dylan, what's happening with you? What's up, Bobby Moe? Hey, man. I was just wondering how uh, you and Caitlin's wedding plan was going because I just got married two weeks ago. So it was a crazy time, but I'm so excited to be married and kind of glad it's over now because it was crazy. Why? What happened with your wedding? Oh, man, there was just so much planning with the COVID-19 and everything going out the country. And then we got on our honeymoon and we got stuck there for two weeks because we got stuck on an island because the volcano went off and everything. And now we're back in school because we're only 23, but we, we're excited to be married and just wondering how y'all are doing. Wait, a volcano went off on your honeymoon? Did you not know when you went oh, there yeah. that it was burbling? Oh, no, we had no idea. I mean, you know, volcanoes, you know, down here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, we don't have any problem with volcanoes. We're not uh, used to that. <laughs> Did you guys have to take cover or were they just like, we can't let oh. any planes go up? We couldn't. They couldn't let any planes go out. It was only 20 miles from us. Luckily, the wind was blowing the other direction, but it was crazy. But at the same time, were you able to have an even more fun time and relax since you were forced to be there for two weeks? Oh, I mean, you can't you can't ask for any more when you're being served on hand and foot by everybody. I mean, it was the best honeymoon ever. So, did you have to keep paying for it though for longer than? Yeah, you- we. Oh. 
We oh. did. We had to pay for an extra week, but hopefully it'll be covered by the insurance and everything. But, you know, we're both in college, so Ooh. we just we forked out all the money we had. We were just like, we're staying. We're having a great time. We didn't worry about it. It'd be tough for me to separate, honestly. To, I, I know that we're staying an extra week, but when you're forced to spend money that you may not have, I, I would be hard for me to have a good time knowing the financial situation. Oh, for sure. I would be like, I don't, I'm supposed to be having fun, but... I'm spending all this money we didn't budget to spend. Mm-hmm. But, well, congratulations on your wedding. Glad you got home. Glad, you, glad you're safe and talking on the phone right now. Um, my wedding, listen, Caitlin's doing the 99% of the planning. <laughs> 99. Yeah. She checks in and is like, hey, how do you feel about this? Can I get this information from somebody on your team? Like the people I've invited. You know, like the other day, I have, you know, two people from Nat Geo Network that I'm very close to. She's like, I need the address. Can you go ask them? I helped that way. Again, I've set up the music. I've helped with that. We picked the band together, but I lined up a couple other things. I got the DJ. I've done okay, but I, she's done it. She's done it. But it's going okay. So what do you have over there? Well, so how many groomsmen are in your side? Have you said the number? Six. Six? Okay. I just have some random wedding facts. I'm I have like, one less than she has. Oh, how are you handling that with your brain, your OCD? I don't like it, okay. but I have one less than she has. Yeah. All right. Well, I just have like some records that have been broken in okay. case you want to make the news. Go ahead. Uh, the amount the amount of groomsmen ever recorded at a wedding the most is 47. That's a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that some, was that like for a record? Yeah, I mean, I, Guinness World Record of recognized. No, I'm saying it. they do that on purpose. Or they have 47 close friends. Jeez. Okay, what else? <laughs> the biggest wedding cake was 15,000 pounds. That had to have been for a record. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. That's not necessary. Maybe it's for their 47 groomsmen. <laughs> Maybe it's the same wedding. What else? Do you know if Caitlin's wearing a veil or no veil? Well, the joke thing. that I've made with her is, I go, hey, when you walk down the aisle and I do my fingers, like I'm lifting the veil over her head and giving her a kiss. And she's like, I'm not wearing a big 1980s veil all oh. the way. You're that not going to wear a veil in the front? I don't know. I don't know what she's She doesn't tell me what's happening. Oh, true. But I keep making the joke of how I'm going to make out with her <laughs> that I lift this humongous veil out from her face and like take it over her head. And she's like, I'm not wearing a veil like that. It's I not guess like that's don't... the first time you're seeing her face. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I think <laughs> would be hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Like ever. <laughs> well, the length of the longest veil ever recorded is about 23,000 feet. Veil, not tail? Veil. Trail? Well, the veil. The veil goes down, and it's the train behind How do you her. lift that up? You got to, like, wrap <laughs> no, no, it up no. on your arm? That's like a fishing net. A lot of times, Bobby, a <laughs> like veil. Like, wrap it up a water hose and put it overhead. The, there will be a tiny part in the front that comes down, mm-hmm. but then the long train part goes down the back. Okay. And then you're having dogs in your wedding, right? Yes, it was just going to be Stanley, but now we've adopted Elder. They will both be walking down the aisle. And they're a boy and a girl, right? They are. Well... Dog weddings do happen. People marry You don't marry brother and sister. Although on the show we did. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, the largest dog wedding ceremony ever was 178 dog pairs that got married at once. Okay. They don't even know. (laughs) They were forced to be married. And then one last question for you. Do you and Caitlin ever plan on doing vow renewals? Like, do you see yourself being that person? Sure. I mean, we we haven't talked about renewing it yet because we haven't done it. (laughs) Right. Anyway, like in 10 years, 20 years. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, the most amount of vow renewals done by one couple is 101 times. Oh, wow. So you better get after that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Dylan, congratulations, bud. Appreciate you calling. Glad you're back in Louisiana. Thank you. Hope y'all have a great wedding. You too, bud. Oh, you already had yours. I hope you... Yeah, good luck. Good luck with the insurance. Good luck. There Mm -hmm. you go. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. 
Chris Lane teased a new song on social media called Fill Them Boots. It's coming out on Friday. Here's a clip. I don't know him from Adam, but I'm kind of mad at him for the way he did you. Yeah, I can fill them boots. I can fill them boots. I can fill them boots if you want me to. Gabby Barrett talked about why she released her song, The Good Ones, after her hit song, I Hope. I Hope. It's a very vengeful, um, hurting song. Um, but I don't want people to think that I'm saying never get into a relationship, never trust anybody because that's not what I'm saying. Um, but to know that there are good ones out there and that I've found mine. Kelsey Ballerini shared how Reba was a huge influence on her. I think for a new woman like myself, kind of wanting to figure out what legacy I want to leave, getting to know someone like Reba and sharing a stage with her or sharing a wine with her and just getting to know who she is and why she is the way she is has been really, um, really important. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Like a lot of high school students, Josiah Williams has been looking forward to being a senior and going to prom. The teen from Wichita, Kansas was even more excited about it after last year's event was canceled. He wasn't sure if prom was happening this year, but the last minute, they're like, hey, it's happening. So his mom says he gave her the good news by saying, hey, guess what? I get to go to prom, and it's tomorrow. The only issue, he needed something to wear. So she got on social media and said, hey, you guys have a suit? Anything? He, we need a suit. So she said she had an overwhelming response with offers to help, and two men helped pay for her son's suit to the dance. One was a complete stranger. One was an old friend of hers from high school. Just shout out to people randomly seeing somebody needing help. That's cool. And... Following through. And did he look really, really nice? I gotta be honest, I didn't see a picture, Eddie. <laughs> but I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna he say, did. yes, he did. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Would you want your kid to see you giving birth to their sibling? No. To watch? Mm-mm. I don't want anybody to watch, except for the doctor. I mean, people can be in the room, but. No, I don't. I think for a kid, too, that's a lot to take in. For me, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling with me having to see that. Mm-hmm. Why? Did someone do that? Hillary Duff wanted her nine-year-old son to witness the birth oh. of his new sibling. She said I- she's very open and honest with the children and planned for her nine-year-old Luca to be in the room. She went on to say that while Luca expressed his hopes to be there, things ended up progressing so fast. So he wasn't able to. I guess he was with her ex-husband, maybe. Uh, do you think a small child should watch a baby come out of mommy? Mm-hmm. I guess being in the room and then like seeing it happen is different. But if you're in the room, shouldn't you look? No, there's people that stay above the curtain. I'm glad you said that because that's my answer too. Because <laughs> you could be by like when Caitlin gives birth, like you'll be able to be next to her and holding her hand and encouraging her. But I mean, do you think you'll peek? Do I want to? No. I've think- heard that it's a beautiful I, sight. I have to. I have so... I, You'll Wait, look. Didn't Lunchbox's wife use a mirror and look at herself? Yep. I think a lot of women A lot do of women that. do yeah. that. Yeah. No, I'm not saying room. that's rare, but it's just he can but speak But yeah, I watched. That. I said I wouldn't watch, but then when I was in the moment and they said the, the, the head was coming out, I was like, man, I got to see this. The first time the baby comes out and it's... It's weird, but it's awesome. Okay, but before then, were you in your mind? Were you grossed out before it happened? Oh, grossed out. Okay, disgusted. That gives me hope. Then disgusted. Yeah, like like, maybe "Ah." because I'm like I don't want to see that. Mm -hmm, Maybe you'll be able to see it. And if he can get over that, there's hope for me. And Eddie, you, your kids... C-section. C-section. Yeah, so and I didn't... Do, do people watch that? I mean, I, I watched the second one. As, that was a oh. mistake. Oh. Don't watch that. There's nothing beautiful or magical about it. It's all <laughs> medical and not cool to watch. 
Okay. Well, do we like the Hillary Duff wanted her kid to watch it? <laughs> no. And to me, I don't think Zoe that's That's trauma. I'm okay with him being in the room, but not watching it. I mean, I think it's important that kids know like what's happening and how it all works, but we don't need to see it. And by the way, if that's your parenting technique, yeah, right, in go the for it. caveman days, I'm sure they watched everything. They probably had a help. <laughs> yes. But... Lunchbox, you would want to want to watch one of your siblings come out of your mom. I mean, you're nine years old. I mean, it would probably be pretty cool. See a baby enter the world. I don't. <laughs> I'm grossed out. I think it's more of seeing if you're a boy seeing the mom. Okay, be oh, honest. See, at nine years, at nine years old, I don't think you think of it that way though. As what? an adult, you oh, might. Nine, that's I think when I did. you think of yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's when I started. Be honest. Um, have y'all ever YouTubed? No. No, 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 no. Okay. I have a block from my YouTube. She hasn't finished. Wait, no, I, I don't know what she's going to say. I don't, I don't, I'm good. Have I YouTubed what? I don't well, know. have you ever Googled watching ever no. or seen it online? Okay. No. All right. No, no comment. What, Eddie? What? <laughs> Why are you coming to me? Because we both said no. <laughs> no, Lunchbox has. We have a video of him watching it. I think you guys, lost a bet. Yeah. yeah, I lost a bet. That's before I had a kid. Like I said, I thought it was disgusting and I would never do it because I'd seen a YouTube video because I'd lost a bet. Okay, but, but after you lost the bet, have you ever just no, dabbled no, on your I'm own? Not gonna go watch, <laughs> like, I'm not going to go watch a random woman do it. Eddie, have you? No, not after I saw them do it. No. Right. Okay. On the phone right now in Alabama is Amanda. Hello, Amanda. Good morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. What's going on? Um, I heard you talking about how you remove yourself from toxic situations, and I'm in a similar situation, and I'm just curious if you had any tips or if anybody had any tips. Well, sure. Tell me your situation, if you don't mind. My mom is pretty toxic, and um, it's always been a struggle with her, but since having my two kids, she's become a lot worse, and I don't want them to have to deal with the issues that I have now from her. So I'm trying to dial it back and not have her in my life as much. But it's really hard. It's almost like breaking an addiction because I'm so used to her around. Yeah, and it's your mom. You know, aside from how much she's normally around, it's still your mom. This is what I would say, and this is what I try to do, is I try to set and state boundaries. If you tell your mom, hey, listen, these are the boundaries I need to set because I don't feel like it's great between us. And as long as these boundaries are in place, we can have a happy, healthy relationship. But I don't want A or B or C. Once you state them and she knows them, and you deserve your own boundaries, for sure. You deserve that more than anything. Then she has to abide by the rules that you are creating for yourself and your children. Or she doesn't get to be in your life, but she gets to make that choice. So you deserve to set, create, maintain your own boundaries. We all do. They're very important. They're very important in my life. I have them. Sometimes I have Caitlin enforce mine for me, especially when it comes to the internet, because I just I just want to get in a fist fight with somebody on Instagram. She's like, hey, what's your boundary? You already said it. Live by it. I'm like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but I have them with people too. So I would encourage you to set them first, figure out a way to diplomatically state them to your mother and say, this is why it doesn't feel good for me. And as long as it doesn't happen, let's be, let's be a family. This is amazing. I love you, mom. But if this does, we've got to, you know, kind of reel it back in just a little bit. That's what I would say do. Amy, what do you want to tell her? Well, I would just say, um, just want to encourage you and give you props, I guess, for uh, recognizing that maybe something does need to change. And we don't know every single detail. And, you know, we don't need to share that here. But when you say toxic, like, I don't know, that could mean a multitude of things. So, yeah, I would just approach it in the appropriate manner. And if you have 
other people you can seek advice from and talk to, that'd be great. But yeah, boundaries are super important. And creating that bottom line for yourself, like make a list, like what are my bottom lines? And then when, yeah, if your mom does any of those X, Y, Z, then yeah, you're, you're being a mom now. You're protecting your children. And I think that's the best thing you can do. It is important for you to create and state both. Because if your mom doesn't know the boundaries and she's breaking them, she doesn't know. So you must create them, and then you must state them, and then you must live by it. And I wish I had a rhymer for the third one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Create, so close. state, and mate. Yeah. No, nah, it doesn't work. <laughs> but um, I, I'm going to encourage you to create some boundaries, Amanda, and then live by them, and then everyone's happier and healthier, okay? Oh. Yes, thank y'all. Uh, I, I hope – listen, you want to have that relationship with your mom for sure. Yeah, we, yes. I got it. Yeah. Create, state, incubate. Uh, no, like, uh, doesn't it like sit, you sit there and let it form? I was thinking celebrate. Okay. You know, if well, you do the two, you know what if you do it you right? Celebrate. Let's create, state, and celebrate. Yeah. That's it. It's <laughs> yeah. celebrate when the relationship is healthier and happier. That's what I'm yes. talking about. Okay, there you go. That's good. I was going to say Sorry. wash a plate. I was looking for anything here. Meditate. Um, I don't know. Amanda, good luck to you. I really hope you get this fixed in your life. I think this is a valuable tool for not only myself, Amy, you, for a lot of our listeners. Create, state, and then celebrate. Uh, Yes. All right, Amanda? Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Here's a voicemail we got late last night. Hi. um, I just heard about the brother-stepsister thing. I have a friend. They were dating. The the 18- and 19-year-old were dating. And then the parents met each other. And the parents also fell in love. But the kids were dating first. So the kids have been married for over 40 years, and the parents ended up getting married also. Just wanted to let you know it does it works both ways. That's a good call, too, because they are stepbrother and sister, but they just happened to be together first and didn't get married first. Yeah, that sounds like a movie. Like they get married into stepbrother sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's like weird. It. Lunchbox also told the story while you were gone about his friend. What, like would sneak to his sister's room. Yeah, step, I had step a brother step Yeah, <laughs> he he was like sixteen, she was fourteen, and they were step siblings, and that's when they met because they were sixteen and fourteen. Parents would go to bed, then he'd walk down the hall, and uh. he didn't tell us sixteen and fourteen last time. Just for the record, <laughs> that doesn't sound that's right. The low creepier this time. <laughs> no, what do you mean sixteen and fourteen? He was a no. sophomore. No, 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 no. I, I know. know. Yeah, but they're weird. put oh. in a unique situation where normally sixteen and fourteen year olds wouldn't be mm. sleeping in the same house at night. Yeesh. That. But I mean, yeah, but I get it. I know there's yeah. stuff. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I, get I don't. It. I don't co-sign that one. Yeah, <laughs> he left those ages out the first time he told the story. I think he felt comfortable saying them. This yeah, time, he did. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he let it rip, didn't he? I don't think it was a big deal. Okay, and that uh, was a good call. I mean, that was just like Tyler and Caitlin on Teen Mom. That's how their parents got married. Oh yeah, and I think that feels normal. Mm-hmm. You meet your parents, meet great. Yeah, that one's a little more normal. Yeah, I feel I need to like wipe off <laughs> Take with a, a bath. washcloth or something <laughs> after lunches. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. So you know what grandpa style is? Uh, Dressing up like your grandpa? Well, it's definitely in right now. And a lot of people in their 20s, they're wearing unique vintage clothes, random colors, and everything else you might see on a senior citizen with a strong fashion sense. I do that, but I'm colorblind. Like sometimes, Caitlin, go, what are you wearing? I'm like, what? She goes, you can't, all that together is... Not, not gonna good. work. It's not gonna work. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with it? It's red and red, and she goes, it. But yes, but it does work because that's now just I can you. just say yes. It is a grandpa style. Yeah, one fashion expert says grandpa style is so appealing because quote, 
it looks so effortless and fresh because it's such a different view of style and fashion. Love it's it. like it just is what it is. I have grandpa style. That's right. All right, what else? Well, scientists say that we may be able to find aliens by 2026 thanks to a new telescope that can detect potential signatures of life on other planets. Now, NASA is sending up James Webb. That's the name of a space telescope. And it's launching up there. Some poor guy named James Webb's like, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? He's finding out right now. (laughs) In the article, they keep talking about how James Webb will orbit the sun rather than the Earth. And it's going to take pictures of this and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, oh, yeah, James Webb is a telescope, not a person. But they do expect to be able to see if there's signs of life on other planets. You missed the conversation we had, Vegas changed the odds of will we find life this year on another this planet. This year? What are the odds now? It got significantly better. I believe it was 20 to 1. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and before it was like 100 to 1 or something. Well, James Webb is going up there. And not only that, because the Pentagon's also putting out these papers going, okay, those things, that, that pyramid you saw flying over the sky, we don't know what that is. It wasn't something from us, some secret. Like, we don't know. We'll admit it right now. Wow. And not only that, I then made the comparison. You know how these tribes in like South America, Africa, that they have they have no exposure to outside life. Right. Right. So they don't even know that we exist, except for maybe one or two of them that have heard stories or seen. But most people in that tribe have no idea of outside life. Right. I said, how come we can't be that tribe on Earth? Maybe we just don't know because we've been so in our own little shell. And there's maybe a couple people that know, but they won't tell us. But yeah. how, how do we know we're not that tribe? Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Mind blown, I know it was. You went deep, in. I did, yeah. it was a whole thing. That's stuff we did while you were gone. So. No. <laughs> All right, what else? So I guess concert season, kind of picking back up, and uh, maybe some people have forgotten how to act at concerts or in public. And during a recent performance, Parker McCollum saw some guy in the crowd throw a drink at a woman, and Parker straight up stopped the show, pointed at the guy, and had him kicked out of the place, and then the crowd cheered. Here's a clip. That dude's got to go. Yeah! You gotta go. You, don't, you never ever pour anything on a woman or touch a woman, first of all. I like that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. good, good for him. I feel like Parker could have walk, walked in and whooped his butt anyway. Yeah, for sure. But he it's had some songs dude. to sing. <laughs> Didn't y'all have somebody fight at your show or something? I, I think you were at a festival opening for either Tim McGraw. Yeah, or I've, I've shut down a show before. Frontier Days, remember that? A couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think that same show, someone passed passed out, and they were like, they're dead. They, so we stopped the show for a second, and then there was a fight after that. We had to, we've had all kinds of stuff. One time, somebody yelled while I was doing stand-up, I'm going to shoot you. And I thought, oh my. well, I didn't know who it was to. So I stopped doing, telling the jokes. <laughs> you and it turns it out you. it was a fight in the theater crowd. It was in uh, Massachusetts. Mm. And I was also afraid, because if, if you go up and you're a, a, an act, and I'm being paid to do a 60-minute stand-up set, and I leave the stage, I don't get paid. And even though there was a, I'm going to shoot you, I just sat down real low on the stage and didn't get off the stage. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to get paid. I was like, I can't paid. not get paid. Um, was, they shut the show down for a while. Cops came. It was a whole thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote about my second book. It was a crazy show. I was scared to death, but I was not walking off that stage. Hey, Bobby's got to pay his bills. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and All the right. book is called Fail Until You Don't on Amazon now. <laughs> Thanks for that plug. You're welcome. You <laughs> All right, is that it? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. 
So we love our veterans and we love people who actually dedicate their lives to helping our vets. And that's why I want to shout out to a woman in Pennsylvania named Christy Lucas. She spent 17 years in education and she thought, you know what? I'm, I've, I've been an educator, but now my heart is telling me to go serve veterans. So she launched a charity called Roots for Boots and she does things like hold food drives for veterans that, that are hungry. She helps build ramps for disabled vets in their house, even provides them with wheelchairs. And then the cool part, too, is she connects veterans with other veterans in the community because that way they they can relate to each other and not feel alone. Yeah, have a sense of community. Yeah, Roots for Boots. That's great. What's her name again? Uh, Christy Lucas. Shout out, Christy Lucas. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, really glad you guys are hanging out with us. We appreciate it. You could be listening to 10 million things, but you're here. We're just so grateful. So thank you for being a part of the team. Let's go over and get Amy's Morning Corny. The morning corny. What do you call a girl standing in the middle of a tennis court? What do you call a girl standing in the middle of a tennis court? Annette. Annette. Her name's Annette. <laughs> oh. Her name's Annette. <laughs> that was the morning corny. Do you remember us talking about Lunchbox's new TikTok lane? Yes, he eats food out of trash or. He eats, yes, or food that he finds on the floor. Yes. Just, he finds food and eats it. Yes. So it's this new thing on TikTok. And so the last two videos that you've done, we said you were a little soft. Yeah, he said I was soft because I did them here from the station. I'd walk through the rooms and find the trash cans here. I need to go outside the building is what Bobby said. Step up my game. But also, we didn't tell you to do this. We didn't make you do it. You didn't make me, but you told me. I just me th- said if you wanted more views, yeah. people would watch that. Yeah. And, and have you got more views? I've got more views, but I don't have very many followers. Tell you what, Radio Lunchbox on TikTok is struggling over there. Uh, here is Lunchbox at the Predators hockey game in NHL. And what did you find? I found some M&Ms. Where? On the ground. Hey, it's my new thing. My new thing. Got to find food, right? Got to find food. Oh! Green M&M. Green M&M. Tastes just like a green M&M. Delicious. Why would you waste that? Uh, I'm watching them go under seats and <laughs> pick up M&Ms and eat them. Yeah. And just to cl- I get for a lot of people, I mean, we're still in the middle of a, a pandemic, but Lunchbox is vaccinated. I am double vaxxed. Yeah. So like he can eat after. I people. think you'd be single vaxxed just with two shots. <laughs> right. You're vaccinated. Yeah. yeah double. double vax would be if you got the Moderna uh, and the Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> So Lunchbox sent me this note. He said, why does this person deserve it more than me? What do you think it is? Oh, some kind of money. I don't know. Ob- but- yes, it's obviously money. Uh, his name is Thomas from Lando Lakes, won the March 27th drawing of $235 million. He is the state's youngest jackpot winner. Wow. <laughs> uh, 23 years old. He's 23 years old. Now he's set. Like he's 23 and he's like, good. Rest of his life. Good to go. Do whatever he wants. He can just sit on the beach all day forever. You know, like, I truly believe that God gives people these mon- this money. See, they that's think, what I'm saying. No, because, they think, <laughs> because God thinks they can handle it. I really think that if you were able to handle all this money, you would have it. But I don't think you can handle it. 
just the way you come on here and talk about how crazy you would be with all your money, I don't think it's meant for you. Well, Eddie, I mean, come on. By that logic, there's plenty of people that have money oh, that don't true. do some great get, things with some it Some people get lucky. All, but Sometimes we think God pushed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... He, he didn't mean to. He just accidentally <laughs> hit the wrong he button. He picked the wrong Thomas or somebody's 23 years old. I mean, just chilling, probably buy a lottery ticket on a whim, you know what I mean? And now he doesn't have to work another day in his life. Like, why does he deserve it at 23 and I can't get it at 39? I don't think the lottery is about deserving, but... He keep, took a one-time yeah. lump sum payment of $160 million. Gosh. If anything, Lunchbox, that should just give you hope. <laughs> That you tomorrow could, he could win. I you could, could win. Yes. Oh my god! You know because this guy didn't win until the day one. Yeah. Right. If you never heard of a winner, lunchbox, there would be no hope. He said he plans to pursue a higher education. <laughs> yeah, higher education called Money U. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Open my own university. Whatever. Give myself a doctorate. Oh, oh, that's crazy. Open my own university. See, give myself a doctorate. You see what I'm money saying you. about what he do with his money. <laughs> He's not ready for it. Yeah. Did your dad pay for your wedding? Yes. Did he have a fun setup ahead of time? I don't really know, but I mean, definitely was paid for. I mean, I have an older sister and he helped pay for hers too. So, I mean, our weddings weren't super extravagant and very expensive and I get that that's relative, but really it wasn't. So maybe he was just able to kind of pay for it as we went. This dad had set up a fund for his daughter, about $35,000. He had saved up over the years. I guess the last seven or eight years, he'd really put in a bunch of money going, hey, I don't want to get hit with that one-time bill. Yeah. So I'm going to slowly save, and when it's wedding time, it's easier. Like a college fund. Yeah. So she gets engaged, but then she elopes. Oh, so what does she get to do with the money? That's the point. She doesn't get the money. Yeah, she does. No. No, he went on a vacation. <laughs> oh, no, I That feel was like... for the wedding. <laughs> Oh wow! I'm shocked. I feel like he would be like, "Hey, here's a here's a this here's some money to pay for your trip where you eloped, and then also here's a down payment for a house." No, it went to <laughs> oh, you didn't have a wedding, and that's what we saved for. I'm going on a really fancy vacation. Oh, that's funny. And I don't know that he spent all of it. Mm -hmm. All I know is that he went and had a time. Wow, good for him. Good for him or no? I mean, good for him, but I'm shocked. That's how it played out. Like if I was the daughter, I'd be like, "Oh, dang." That was for my wedding, so I wonder if he can give me a little piece of that for life. The guy's ex-wife called him selfish. Oh, I don't think so. But ex-wife. That yeah. I don't think it <laughs> matters what he would. What do you done. think he should What do done? we think? I listen, I think it's his money. He saved it for a wedding, she didn't have a wedding. Mm -hmm. He should be able to do with what he wants. You? I mean, I think you probably could give her a little something something out of that. But, but now yes. she's got a husband mm -hmm. well and she may have her own money it does, yeah it doesn't matter about that but he was saving it to literally pay, pay for, for a food wedding. and music all stuff that just kind of is a memory when he could be like you know what here's what i think if it was me i would maybe do a little sum sum for myself because it's my money and i saved it and we never had the big party wedding thing um and then i would give my child something to put towards their future and I don't know that he's not doing that, but he went on a vacation. <laughs> Spend a little a bit. A big vacation. <laughs> Eddie? Well, you know, we have a friend of ours who, he got married, but the dad before, the, the, the wife's dad, before they got married said, look, I saved $50,000 for you guys for your wedding. I advise you guys just to go to the courthouse and get married and keep the $50,000 and, and have, go into your marriage with money. I'm shocked. We know somebody who did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm shocked. That uh, they didn't, that the dad didn't say, you know what? Here, you got you eloped. Here's the money. Jumpstart your wedding. Uh, start your marriage in on the plus with money. Lunchbox. Yeah. 
No, listen, it's called a wedding fund. He wanted to have a party to show off, give his daughter away, let everybody party, have a good time. If you didn't want to partake in that party, he's going to go party on his own and go on vacation. Absolutely did the right thing. It's not a let me buy you a house fund. It was let me give you a wedding fund. What if he sets up a college fund? There we go. And then they're like, I want to go to college. Does he just give them the money and be like, hey, go have... That's different. It can be different. It can be different. That's I'm just very, asking. No, it's, it's very different. different. <laughs> I agree. That's different. How? That's the same money. Setting them up for life. You know what I mean? You know, start out your career with money in your pocket. Like if my dad would have given me money for college, I wouldn't have gone to college, bought a tour bus and like <laughs> gone on, started my own band and wasted the money. Big waste. I mean, I did have a buddy that his dad paid for college and he would just sign up for classes and then drop the classes. Mm. And then in the year, uh, money's have a, just gone. Oh, oh, that's so. Yeah, then he wrong. had to move home. From Can we tech. all admit it's a funny story, though? Yes. Funny. I don't know that he kept all the money, by the mm-hmm. way. He may have kept five grand of it <laughs> for vacation. Well, this girl named Joy Chapman broke the Guinness record for the lowest note by a female. Amy, do the lowest note you can do. No, not really like a cow. No, oh, I, that I mean, was my note, though. Oh, it's pretty low. <laughs> It just sounds like a cow, but that's me going low. How else Can do you I- not go moo while you're doing it? Uh, <laughs> Morgan, uh, do your lowest note. How, how do you, I feel like that's how I was done. <laughs> okay. It's not coming out. <laughs> Amy sounds like oh, wait, hold on. Do, do, re, do. <laughs> Here, here's the actual Guinness record clip. From Joy Chapman hitting the lowest note ever. La, 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 Hey, that, that, that boat uh, boat motor ain't sounding good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it needs more good than room. That ain't sounding good. Okay, so she, she's going, so she's saying, la, la, la. It also sounds like when you were a kid, you'd go, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even do that, though. Uh. Okay, back in August, we talked to Tim Simmons, who holds the Guinness record for lowest male note. Here is him hitting the lowest note as a dude. That required backup singers. Let me be honest. <laughs> Lonesome road. He was on our show talking about his voice getting lower the older he gets. I, I didn't really go through that adolescent voice changing phase. It was uh, always kind kind of low. Uh, just progressively got lower the older I get. So that's cool thing about bass voices is they typically get lower the older you get. So he even talks like that. Mm. It's like uh, on The Bachelor, all those girls have vocal fry. Like eh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just lower. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Wayne woke up and it was his 81st birthday. He's like, let's go down the river, get in the canoe. So he calls up his buddy, 78-year-old friend from the Navy, said, hey, meet me at the river. We're going canoeing. Going to go on an hour canoe ride. Leave their cell phones in the car, no problem. Get in the canoe. Old problem, tide going a little faster than they thought. Mm. Flips them out of the canoe. There goes the paddles. 
They get back in the canoe. It's full of water. They don't have anything to get the water out. So Wayne has to use his prosthetic leg, dump all the water out. Wow. Wow. With his leg? Wow. Yes. How's he doing that? He took his prosthetic leg off, yeah. and it's hollow inside, and he scoops it like a cup, dumps mm-hmm. the water out. Yeah. Wow. That's... Th- but then they have no way to paddle. They're just stranded. For Use a- the leg, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Sweep the leg. It's all, they're only supposed to be gone for an hour. The they're leg. missing. 28 hours later, wow. they're what? found by rescuers. Eight hours. See, at first I thought they're a little too old to be canoeing by themselves. No, no, they were just don't cool be an ageist, Eddie. Okay. Yeah. You're wearing fingernail polish, it and was you're 42 <laughs> years old. It was his 81st birthday, yeah. and he called his 78 year old friend, said, "Let's go oh, canoeing." They boy. thought they were going to be gone for an hour. 28 hours later, they were rescued off the river. Look, Eddie, they're older. You're... They're older, and one of them has only one leg. That's okay. That Where'd has you get that nothing jacket, to by the do way, with Eddie? it. As your jacket. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking a little too trendy today. Good eyes there. <laughs> Okay, listen. But also, these guys don't good for them. Eddie. But don't amazing. Yes. What? what 28 hours? Yeah. They were just stranded, chilling <laughs> in the boat. And he said, he told the paramedics, man, this is the best birthday present I've ever gotten to seeing you guys. Oh, huh? man. Did they have any snacks? I, I don't think so. They were only going to be gone an hour. Snack. You're like Caitlin. We were going to play golf. She goes, I care way less about what equipment <laughs> I need and way more about the snacks in the golf cart. Yeah, I mean, this is like a little golden rule if you're going canoeing, take snacks because you well, never know what's going to happen. They swept out, though. Yeah, they've been gone when the canoe flipped. Oh, yeah. Well, the checks mix was long gone, baby. <laughs> Put them in your pocket. All right, that's that's awesome. Uh, shout out. You know what? Shout out to those two old guys, too. Yes. But to the people that saved them. Keep living. Yeah, and they're veterans, so shout out. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Thank you guys for hanging out. Call us, 877-77-BOBBY. That's phone number, 877-77-BOBBY. Here are your top three songs in country music this week. Let's go. And number three, Tennille Arts, Somebody Like That. At number two, Jake Owen, Made For You. And I was made for you. Yeah, I was made for you. And the number one song this week is from Gabby Barrett, The Good Ones. He's one of the good ones. I love me like he should, one like the I often sing this song to Kaylin and I sing it like this. He's one of the good ones, and he is me. Oh. And I point at myself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Singing it about that. yourself. Yeah. yeah. I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, top 40. Number one song is from Tate McRae, You Broke Me First. You broke me first. You guys know that one? Heard it. No. From the kids? No. And then number one alternative song is The Imagine Dragons, Follow You. <laughs> I will follow you way down wherever you may go. People hate on Imagine Dragons, but... I love them. Yeah. Really? They're good. If I didn't know what they look like, I'd be like, they're amazing. Why? What do they look well, like? Well, people don't like them because the guy's like big, muscular, in gym shorts, like 90s gym <laughs> oh, shorts. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he played iHeart Festival, and yeah. it looked like he was about to go do an Iron Man. Uh-huh. Yeah, people were like, look at the... <laughs> if you didn't know what they look like, you wouldn't hate them. You just like their music. <laughs> yeah. I have no problem with that. I like Who it. Who cares? Yeah. It's like people fake hate on, and Eddie's a victim... Of falling for this too, of Nickelback and Creed. What do you mean? You fake hate on them. You don't hate them. No, no, no. I do hate them. You don't. Like I, one hundred percent hate them because I don't like their music. That's I such think a they're strong terrible. Word, but yeah. I mean, I don't like hate them personally. Uh, I don't listen, know them personally. I was somewhere for lunch a few days ago, 
maybe a week ago, and, and I hear, Never made it as a wise man. I never, and I heard over the top of the speakers. And I just look around the room as a little scientific experience. <laughs> to see what people are doing? Half the people are singing along. To under, they're like, this is how you remind yeah. me. Did you see the other half in the bathroom <laughs> throwing up? No, they were. And then Creed, I, made, I loved Creed back in the day. That doesn't make me not like them now. Hmm. I think Creed was a fantastic band for that time. But that's music. People love some music. People hate some other music. I don't like Creed or you liked, Nickelback. You liked them then? No, never. Yeah, whatever. Oh. And I was looking at Instagram, and Brad, the lead singer of Three Doors Down, who I would consider myself friendly with, he had Scott Stapp in a picture with him. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I wonder what's up. They were at a baseball game together with their kids. Was, Scott Stapp lives in Nashville, lead singer of Creed. He lives he here. He lives here? Wow. So I'm trying to get him to come oh, yeah, over to the yeah. house and do like a long interview. Okay, that'd be awesome. You know who's not invited? Eddie. Eddie. Ah. That's right. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was thinking you were going to bring him to the studio and be like, well, that'd be awkward. What's the best Creed song, though? Is it, with arms wide open? What's the higher one? That was good. Can you take me higher? Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah, yeah. that's good. But I still think it's, well, I just heard oh, the, the news, news today. today. The news today. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it seems my life <laughs> is going to change. Silly. That's a jam. They had a bunch of songs. Anyway, I love Creed. And Nickelback. We, we reminds, me of, reminds me of better times. Uh, let's go over and... <laughs> better times? Yeah, yeah, well, people, yes, yeah. Well, people were so simpler. pretentious about music. Yeah. You just like good songs. No, they were then too. No, no, no. I went to a Creed concert, Little Rock, Arkansas. 23,000 people, packed to the gills. And we all sing, Well, I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even you. know if he's still playing them, that music, but I let him come out on this show. Oh, right? boy. Yeah. Creed was awesome. I might need to go to the bathroom for that. You, you oh act so cool with your painted yeah. fingernails and your flat bill cap. <laughs> what? It was a gift. You're what are you doing? You're, hey, you're 42 years old. Yes, I am. Proud of it. That's all right. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. Well, Apple had a big reveal yesterday. They gave the world a look at the long-awaited AirTags. So AirTags, small Circular, attaches to items like keys or wallet, so you never lose them. That's cool. Oh, yeah. You find them. Users pair AirTags with the Find My app and can track the item if it's lost. It's a very, it, it looks like a penny size. And you just boop, put it on or put it in, and it gives step-by-step directions to locate the tag that's on the missing product. They say, though, and they were they were extremely loud about this, it's not for putting on people. I was about to say, <laughs> no, can you no swallow kids. it? But I will put it on my dog's collar. Why would you not? Oh. Is that what you would use it for, the, the dog? I'd get like eight of them. I'd put one on all your cars, just in case. Just, just to know where uh-huh. we are. And then, I, But I would really, I would put one on a wall, my wallet. Maybe I'd put it on my favorite small comedy guitar, just in case somebody never stole mm-hmm. it, because I, I really love it. And then I would put it on maybe my keys and my phone. And you say phone, then you can't find it. I get them a laptop and find it. Nice. How about it's the remote? Right. What do you mean? The remote control. I can never find my remote control. I don't know if that's because I have four kids or what, but it's always lost. Well, Eddie, I'd put it on whatever you you lose. Okay. That's my point. Okay, buddy? Yeah, thank you. Well, I just heard. <laughs> uh, more news. Bobby's other story. The Mega Millions jackpot's creeping up. If you like to dream big, here's your chance. There was no big winner in the Mega Millions last night, so it bumps up to $277 million. That puts the cash option at over $189 million. So no one's won the grand prize since mid-February. Your next chance to strike it rich, Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern time. You have about 
um, until an hour before then to get a ticket. So there you go. I assume in lunchbox. I'll be playing. I'll be rich. By Saturday morning, I'm going to be filthy rich, and I can't wait. Let me ask you a question, Amy. A little morbid, but if you had to choose a way to go uh, by one of the the penalty, what would you choose? uh, Lethal injection, uh, gas chamber. They do gas chamber. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> don't electric chair. Oh, uh, lethal injection. Well, Zane Michael Floyd was convicted of killing people uh, in 2000, and he was going to get lethal injection, but now he wants firing squad. Oh no! And this is—he says it's the most humane way. This is a news story because he's like, I'd rather have firing squad because they're doing that now. Uh yes. Uh, well, one Mississippi, state is, Oklahoma, and you, only three states allow capital punishment by gunfire: Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Utah. In Nevada, it's. Lethal injection, but he's like, no, I want it the other way. Oh, man. A tough choice to have to make. I hope I never have to make it, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> You'd be good, all I right? feel like I'm even bringing that question up. Yeah. But halfway yeah. through that, I was like, wish I wouldn't have brought this up. I don't like how it makes me feel in my tummy. Yeah, I felt uncomfortable answering it. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story. All right, this teacher was hit with a 10% reduction in salary for three months because... He was taking swigs of booze during class. Oh, man. Now, don't you think that's not not, not a lot? I mean, that a penalty? I mean, well, I mean, I'm just going to take a step back, and that's actually a fireable offense. <laughs> right. Like, right. And there's nothing. By the way, teachers, you're off the clock. Drink up, baby. Legally, yeah, but he was, he was on, right? Responsibly. Yeah, but when you're doing it in front of your class, that's, that's the problem. A teacher has been hit with a 10% reduction in salary for three months. After admitting to taking swigs of booze during class time, the incident occurred on two occasions with the teacher drinking a 12-ounce can with 12% alcohol in front of the classroom during class on February 22nd, then again on February 26th while the students were working on individual tasks. Oh, man. When questioned by fellow staff, the teacher admitted to drinking alcohol in class, expressing remorse and saying he drank it on impulse. He probably has a problem. No, sure. he's, that's, I mean, I would say he's an alcoholic. Can, it just seems like this punishment doesn't fit the crime in the in the opposite way. Like it's not enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. It must be desperate. Yeah, maybe for so. a teacher. Maybe he's a good teacher too. Like we don't want to lose right. one of the best. Yeah. Mister <laughs> Jim, we'll take what we can get with him. And then maybe they need to. Hopefully, someone can encourage him to get some proper help. Yeah. Jeez. All right, let's grab some calls. You guys have been awesome and been hanging out. Let's go to Kyle, who is waiting in North Carolina. Kyle, what's happening with you? Hey, what's up, man? You guys were uh, talking earlier about witnessing childbirth. Yeah. And I did a little more than that. I was actually able to scrub up and deliver my baby in the hospital. You caught the baby as it came out? I pulled the entire baby out from head to toe to cutting the umbilical cord and then putting the baby on my fiance's chest. Would you recommend? Uh, yeah, um, people might be grossed out by it, but you are so high on your adrenaline that you don't even realize kind of what's going on. Um, you know, the doctor's kind of giving you instructions on what to do, but 10 out of 10 would recommend doing that. Well, and Lunchbox was talking about it earlier because we were talking about Hillary Duff and she was trying to let her kid watch her give birth to the kid's sibling. And Lunchbox was like, I yeah. don't want to do it either, but I was in there and I saw it and you should do it. And it was the first time I ever thought, well... If Lunchbox did it and said it was cool, <laughs> maybe it will be cool. I appreciate that call, though, Kyle. Thank you. Harp. All right, have a good guys. day, Thank bud. You. Uh, let's go over and talk to Carrie in Louisiana who called. Hey, Carrie, what's going on? Hey, morning, studio. Morning. morning. 
Um, I'm calling because I have a little bit of a bone to pick with Amy. Um, first of all, Amy, very sorry for your loss. Um, but do you remember when you told us about the emergency buttons on the iPhone? Yes. So I decided to do that to my phone, and I programmed it, and I programmed it for my, my boyfriend and my uh, dad to be my emergency contact. Well, last weekend, we had friends over, and I wasn't paying attention. I put my phone upside down in one of those uh, folding chair cup holders. Well, the phone ended up doing it itself and calling 911, and I didn't realize it until I looked down at my phone, and I saw that the sheriff's office was calling my phone back. And I tried to answer the phone, and I missed it. So I looked, and I saw that it called 911. It had sent out text messages. And I was like, oh, no, what do I do? And uh, Throw your phone in the lake. That's what I would have done. And ran. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ah. And, of course, you know, we had had a a, a couple of uh, trulies at this point. So I was like, ah, I can't have the cops show up. So I called the sheriff's office back, and I was like, I'm really sorry. My phone did it on its own. I, I really, I didn't mean to. I'm not in trouble. And they were just like, Okay. And but, that was it. I was like, oh, uh, all right. I guess you're not going to send anybody out, but all right. <laughs> You'd hope they've already been there, right? Right. <laughs> like if something went- or that they would be like, okay, are you sure? But then, yeah, true. Also, your emergency contacts got a text message. Were they worried about you? Well, so, yeah. So my boyfriend was right there with me, and he was just like, uh, your phone just texted me. I was like, oh, okay. And then um, what's funny is my dad lives on the east coast of Massachusetts, so... He didn't get the text message until the morning, and my sister ended up calling me, and she was like, um, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine, because I had forgot that it sent a text to my dad. She was like, well, your phone sent a text with your location. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. Don't worry. And she was like, oh, well, I guess it's a good thing you weren't relying on dad. <laughs> well, listen, what we learned here, though, he is that it, it works. It, it, works. Right. it works, yeah. Right, it works. I'm surprised how they weren't there already. They're making nine calls. Hey, we're just checking up again. We left you three voicemails last hour. Are you nine. sure you're not being held hostage? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess that's going to depend on yeah. each uh, city or wherever you are, the local police department. But yes, I mean, I actually am like, yeah, okay, cool. This is this is something that works. All right, one other caller real quick. Thomas in South Carolina, you're on the phone. Thomas, what's going on, my friend? How y'all doing? Pretty good, man. What, what would you want to say? Well, first, good morning, studio. Sorry about that. Good morning. morning. Well, that was confusing. I mean, weird. I was like, yeah. good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, listen, I, 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 we got to call Eddie out here. I, I want to see Eddie tell Creed and these other bands that he hates them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, with it, this, is, this is such a positive show, and you got your right-hand man coming out and saying he hates Creed and hates what was the other one? Nickelback, right? The and other it, one. And the not only is it un- uncharacteristic of you as a person and of the show, mm-hmm. but they're both awesome, You're right? But I mean, that's music. It's art. You're allowed to like it or dislike it. But why would you hate? Well, I mean, like you're, it just doesn't. It doesn't have to affect you. I, I think I don't really hate oh the gosh. band, but His the nails. The, f- <laughs> the fact that. People, that's the argument, you know, like, do people hate Nickelback? People hate, I'm going to use that word because that's the word that's out there already. I don't like the music. Listen to this. Ladies and gentlemen, on Rock 100, it's Creed. Well, I just heard (laughs) the news today. Don't be a hater, dude. Why can't he just sing it normal? That's how he sings. I just heard. Why can't, why can't you talk normal? Oh, got him. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So true. (laughs) So true. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not making myself talk like that. Okay. Let me listen a little bit. <laughs> then tears of joy stream down my face. 
with arms wide open under the sun. You like this song, Amy? Yes. Lunchbox? Absolutely. Ray? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scuba Steve? Dude, I'm from Orlando, Florida. We live and breathe and eat Creed. Well, that's a lot. That's, that's a little weird. much. But, uh, <laughs> that's a little too much. Yeah, that's Creed. A little much. Okay. yeah Creed's amazing. Yeah, they okay. are. Scott Stapp, if you're listening to this, come into this show. Oh, please. Yes, yeah. yes. I can, uh, I can tell you off air, but we were playing something in July of last year, and it, it fell. With it Scott Stapp from Creed? Yeah, so I was going to surprise you as one of my surprise guests to have him come in, because I know you like that music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was down to come in, but they wanted us to pay for his musician's travel, which was 1500 bucks from Detroit, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the money to pay for it. I don't give a crap if they bring you a singer, him sing, come up here and do it. Hey, just, just come just along. talk a little bit. I'll sing to him. Maybe okay. he can't do I'll, it himself, though. I'll be like, fire up that instrumental. Eddie, say no, that to his s- face when he gets no, here. Well, no, 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 such a poser. He Eddie won't. said maybe he can't come. <laughs> That's okay. what Steve is saying. He needed a no. band. No, 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 he has, he's he would... particular about his musicians to mm-hmm. play with him. Yeah. He sings by himself. He wanted a particular guitarist to come with him Let's and play. Get a karaoke track on Scott Stapp. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's too good for some karaoke. I start hating on him now. <laughs> but if you want him just to talk, he can come in and do that easily. Okay. Uh, we, Amy, you, what you don't know was we were gone. We made our Mount Rushmore of artists. We're trying to book on this show. Okay. It was Post Malone. Okay, that'd be awesome. Hulk Hogan. Okay. Seems doable. You would think he's avoiding us. Oh. Um, <laughs> Tina Turner. Who's the other one? No, there's one more. There's one more. The girl. Tina Turner. The girl. No, there was a girl that you wanted on here, wasn't it? The girl. Because the Mount Rushmore is four, four uh, people. Vanessa Carlton. Oh, Vanessa Carlton. That's what her name. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think yeah. of her name. Yeah. Those are the four people we're trying to get on the show. <laughs> and then the next one that gets knocked off that, though, we'll put Scott Staff on. on For one. Vanessa Carlton? Yeah. No, not knock. If once one comes in, we change oh, the Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, there you go. Back in a second. We're stupid. Back in a second. It's time to play another round of The Bobby Feud. That's right, friends. Eddie has won two in a row. Andy's first up this week. Come on. They asked 2,000 adults, what is something in your home that you only use once? Something in your home you only use once. Now, if you get the number one answer, you just get one point all the way down. There are 10 answers on the board. Eddie. I'm going to go with toilet paper, Bones. Show me toilet paper. Yeah. Number two answer. Two points for Eddie. You only use once and then you <laughs> throw it away. It's hard. <laughs> it was really hard. Okay. All right. Let's go with paper towels. Show me paper towels. <laughs> Number one answer. Tissues or paper towels. That's right. correct. Now I'm in trouble. Let's go with toothpaste. You know what I'm saying? You put it on your toothbrush, you brush your teeth, and then that's it. You don't use well, that like, again. You just keep squeezing more oh, toothpaste. I knew you were going to find a loophole in that. There's no loophole. <laughs> yeah, like my toothpaste, I use that. I probably use the bottle for a long time. Well, that would be like the saying tooth. food. You only chew and swallow that one part of it. That's it, not a bad one. Okay. Uh, show me toothpaste. Oh. They asked 2,000 adults, what's something in your home you could use only once? Amy, we have tissues off the board at number one. And toilet paper wipes off the board at number two. What do you have? Paper plate. Show me paper plate. Cool. <laughs> Amy, I thought it was a good answer. Thank you. Uh, I was like, dang, that was a good one. I didn't think about that. Lunchbox, what do you got here? Well, it's something I don't drink, but my wife does, and she only uses it once. She puts it in the machine, then she throws it away, and it's a coffee filter. A coffee filter. Ooh, good That's one. Show me coffee filter. <laughs> I have no idea. 
This is a tough one. If Eddie misses this, this is the quickest round ever. You do win. Oh, man. We'll do one speed round after this. Go ahead. Let's go, Bones. Within your refrigerator, you have a soda can. Once you pop that, you drink it, and then you got to throw it away. Uh, show me soda can. Okay. Yeah. That's something you only... Speed round. You get five seconds. The question is, they asked 2,000 adults, what's something in your home that you only oh. use once? There are eight answers on the board. <laughs> Amy, I've thought of that, too, but I didn't know if I could say it. What? <laughs> How'd you know what? I just thought well, of you know, it. Your answer? Okay. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. You can't say it. Why can't you say it? What is it? No. Do not say Write it. Write it down. <laughs> it probably is not bad. Well, it's not bad. It's the same thing I thought, but it, I didn't know if I could say it. It's not bad, but Guys, you for sure are you talking about? Go. Say it. Okay. <laughs> um, um, can I say like contraceptive? Sure. Okay, contraceptive. Show me. Show me that. Male contraceptive. Correct. <laughs> yes. Number, that's on there. Number 10 is protection. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, Amy, I did not know I could say okay. it. Only once. That, that's enough. Eddie. <laughs> Stop. Back in my day. <laughs> um, oh, I got one. Okay. Go ahead, Amy. Um, You're winning now, 10 to. Wow. Because yeah, I wasn't going to say that. Um. Okay. What else? Something else. Oh! <laughs> You're like, I can't say that. <laughs> feminine products. Show me feminine products. And <laughs> <laughs> number six is. Oh, I'm getting warm. Yeah. No. Okay. Let me see. <laughs> now it's like all like personal hygiene type things um, that are disposable. So we got. They asked two thousand adults, "What's something in your home you use only once?" So far, you guys have tissues, toilet paper, tampon, and protection. Yeah. Still six answers on the board. Okay, this is going to be kind of brand specific. Go ahead. I don't know, like that. Swiffer sweeper thingy. Swiffer sweeper thingy. Show me swiffer sweeper thingy. <laughs> no. Oh, boo. Lunchbox? Q-tip. Oh, good one. That's it. Show me a Q-tip. Oh, do they call it a cotton swab? Eddie, if you don't hit this, she wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it, though. Go. Let's go with floss. Oh, that's it. You use floss and you throw it away. Show me floss. Yeah! Floss or toothpick? What number? But by that logic, quite honestly, toothpaste should work. Thank you, Amy. Okay, whatever. Toothpick does toothpicks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, then there they're, you go. Okay. Next up. Let's go with plasticware. Show me plastic. What? Show me plasticware. Mm. All right. Quick. Round the room. Five seconds to go, Amy. All right. Um, light bulb. <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> Lunchbox to keep the game going. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd like to play for once. Band-Aid. Oh, good one. Show me Band-Aid. Yeah. 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 I'm on the board. I'm alive. How much was that one worth, Bones? Three points. There's another wow, three answer. But the job. game is still open back up. Yeah, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Ah! Pregnancy test! What? Ooh. Yeah, you can only use it once. That's you pee true. on it, and that's it. Because mm-hmm. Amy, I mean, Amy made me think of it when she said. You're not convincing me. It's either on this list <laughs> or it's not. Amy convinced me of that when she did the feminine products. I was like, oh, that's another thing. No, no, that I, I hear you. you. You're yelling at me trying to convince me. Well, I'm just me. trying to convince that list to make it appear. Pregnancy test! Show me pregnancy test. <laughs> that's worth eight points. Wow. Yeah! Lunchbox is yeah. now in firing range here. Oh, here we go! What is else? Is something yeah, you use trouble now. once? On the board are five, seven, and nine. Just three answers left. They asked 2,000 adults, what's something you use once in your home? Trash bag! Dang. Trash bag! Wow. Dang, that's I mean, a bullseye. Woo! That's it. 
<laughs> Show me trash bag. Oh, wow, lunchbox, that was phenomenal. Eddie, <laughs> all right, Bones, for the win. I got this one. I don't know if it's for the win. You're okay. down uh, like nine <laughs> points. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded good. good. Let's go with dryer sheets. Mm, good one. Put what? that in the dryer. But sometimes what? I reuse those. No. Show, me, show me dryer sheets. Yeah, no. All right, back to speed round. Amy, go. Um, at home drug test. What? <laughs> what the? <laughs> What's happening here? Like you have to pee uh-huh. on that too. Lunchbox. Right. You got. You need this to win. I need it. Go. I need it. Go. I need it. Clorox wipes. Uh, Show me Clorox wipes. No. Eddie, if you miss this, the game over. I got it. Diapers. Show me diapers. Yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Let's go! For I'm, seven points. I'm not Let's that. Go! Diaper. Duh! Now I'm in trouble. So dumb. <sighs> there are two answers on the board. Oh. Um. Eddie, you're down uh, by two points. If you get either one of these, you win. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Think, Eddie. Think. Uh, I don't understand one of these. That you don't? That nine answer, I just don't understand. Do you, Mike? Should I just look at Once it? Once and throw one? it away? Oh, I do get it now. Yep, I get it. Certain. Got it. Oh, Certain. I know. Certain underwear? It's up to you. What? You? No. <laughs> <laughs> they asked 2,000 adults, what's something in your home you could use only once? What do you have? Underwear. Okay. You say, hey, you soil those? Trash. Okay, don't you guys, like I don't know what word. happened in your home. <laughs> I, don't, your answers I here. don't like that word. Show know. me underwear, soiled underwear. No. Oh, wait, okay, hold on. Go ahead. Just guess. Is it a battery? Speed round. Oh, Go. Battery. Show me battery. Oh, boo. Lunchbox. You need this to, to yeah, win. I know. I know. And I, I'm trying to think of what it could be. And the only thing it could be is an envelope! An envelope! You mail something, you open it, you gotta throw it away! Because it's only got one use! Show me envelope! That's so stupid. Eddie, for the win. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Mm-hmm. Win or lose, this is the last one. Mm-hmm. Up to you. Who's gonna win if I lose? If I don't get it? Amy. Amy. Oh, come on. Damn. Damn. They asked 2,000 adults what's something in your home you only use once. Bobby Feud, it all comes down to this answer. Jeez. <laughs> what did he say? What? He said... I said dang. No, you did not! Go ahead. <laughs> did... It's Eddie after dark today. He's hating on Nickelback I mean, and Creed. And then Bowers. he uses the D word hard. Go ahead. Let's go with <laughs> aluminum foil. What? For the win. Oh, that could be. For the uh, W-I in it for three in a row. That's like for the win. Ziploc bag. Show me. <gasps> Ziploc bag, Amy. Can I change it? it? No. <laughs> it's probably foil. Show me aluminum aluminum Here are your other answers on the board. Matches at number five. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And at number nine, what confused me, but Mike D kind of showed me why. This was a big one. A mask. A what mask? Like a, like a COVID mask? Mm-hmm, but not the not the cloth oh, kind, sure, the kind this, that we, yeah, the doctor like kind. the blue one that everybody has. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Q-tip. Amy is our winner. Congratulations, wow. job, Amy. Amy. The big winner in the What do you want to say to all your, your listeners out there that are rooting you on? Um, I was trying. I can't say what I, I can't what? say what I, I can't What's say. What's going on? I don't know. I think Amy has had a couple of drinks this morning. We'll see you next time, everybody, on the Bobby Feud. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. 
This story comes to us from New York. A man broke into a frozen yogurt shop, and you think, oh, he went in there for the cash register or the safe, you know, something. Nope, all he did was steal the toppings. Wow. <laughs> Literally only took the toppings. Surprised he didn't take more just because he was there. If he was going to get caught, he's going to get in trouble anyway. He didn't even take frozen yogurt. Yeah. He literally took the toppings. I wonder if he was so messed up, he thought that was the money. I mean, the toppings are pretty delicious. If no, you think I get it. it. You're, you're not telling me toppings aren't <laughs> awesome. But all that work and all you get the toppings? Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Do you think you're getting a little obsessed with the bird feeders? Uh, well, I mean, what's what do you call obsessed? Well, we talked about it yesterday. And then we're here and you're saying you may get another new bird feeder because it's got fancier contraptions. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just really into it and I want to be able to identify my visitors because they are territorial. So I'm getting the same ones coming back. But the problem is they look so much alike. I can't tell who it is and I would like to assign names to them. So if I have a video or a photo way to like really take pictures that give me detail, then I'll know who's visiting. There's already one that I know for sure who it <laughs> that is. That one? Yeah. Yeah, his name's Happy. But I've named him Happy. I, I think listen, I think this is great. I am someone who gets obsessed with things and, and really goes down the trail. A video bird feeder, what do you watch it back on your phone? Yeah. It's takes like, it's like a doorbell attaches cam. to an app. Yes, it's like a ring cam, but for your bird feeder. Do you think you'll start taking vacations to go look at birds? Maybe. I was on a hike on this trail and they had a bird map, like a yeah, it was this really great chart that had all the birds, and I was so thankful. Whoever put that up, I was like, this is amazing. I took a picture of it, took it with me, and then on my walk, I would see different birds, and I'd zoom in on my phone, and I'd try to identify. <laughs> I mean, yes, I guess so. I probably could see myself visiting different parks around the country. But I just want to play this before we go. I'm marching on. <laughs> Big time. I'm marching on. <laughs> I don't I'm care. I, I'm into it. They make me happy. That's why I named that. And first that's one all happy. that matters. <laughs> all right, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Wait, next night. Listen, how much seriously. does that bird feeder cost with the camera? Oh, I think it. Well, the one I found is like a prototype, and you can pre-order, but it's like over a hundred dollars. Like yikes! But listen, I'm telling you, if you come over, especially during peak hours, it's bumping, and you're gonna like it. Bumping. Like, there's so many bursts. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, friends. Yeah. Mr. Bobby Bones.